Consistency. It's the key to achieving long-term health and fitness goals. It's the magic. It's the dust. Is it easy? No. Is it simple? Yes. The challenge is how. And that's what we're going to talk about today. If you didn't listen to the first podcast of Practice Makes Permanent Part 1, I strongly urge you to go back and do that now. But this, in today's show, we're going to talk about consistency and the how. This is Fit Identity, the show where we talk about how to do better in thinking, eating, and moving. And I'm Mike Karpenko, your host. Let's just get into it. Let's not start to sugarcoat this. Let's not start to figure it out. Let's not throw fluff on it. Let's talk consistency and the how. Let's talk how I self-proclaim myself as a consistency king because I do believe that when I'm consistent at anything, that I do become king at whatever it is that I'm doing. I do believe that if I choose to be consistent at it, it's not really that big of a hurdle for me. But let's talk about some of the tools that I used along the way that I use sometimes, I don't use always, but will help you guys then become more consistent at your health and fitness. Number one and the first thing is that I stay connected to the connection that I have to whatever it is that I'm doing. I really prioritize the connection. I don't prioritize the outcome. I prioritize the doing the do, not the outcome of the do. And I know that sounds like, oh, like he's talking gibberish. I don't concentrate on losing the weight. I don't concentrate on how fast I need to go. That's a goal that I set, but I don't concentrate on that. My efforts are put on the small tasks and doing the do on a daily so I then can start to learn, adapt, connect dots, do whatever it is that I need to be able to do along the way to achieve the ultimate goal. That's the very first thing. Outcome, I already believe that I can achieve whatever I want. I already know that the outcome is going to happen. And if it's not going to happen, it's because I chose for it not to happen. That's the first key. The next thing that I always do is I keep it really simple and I keep it small. I think too many people set these big monstrous goals, have dream boards, say that they want to lose 30, 40, 50 pounds, want to bench press 300 pounds. All goals that are manageable with small tasks over time. But when they're too big, you're not able to break them down and be able to look at the details that you need to be able to do. So what I do is I look at where I'm at, what needs to happen, and then I look at the small little actions that I need to be able to do over and over and over to gain momentum. I think that that's always going to be a key in the back of our minds when we're developing consistency is how do we develop momentum? Because momentum is what is going to create success. So our consistency, we need to be able to make small little actions so that you can stick to a plan. Most plans that I see people fail at are usually these big actions, highly detailed, way out of sorts, uh, completely abnormal to what you're currently doing that add giant amounts of stress, which means you have a high rate of failure. That risk of failure, that risk of quitting, that risk of being overwhelmed, it exists too early and too quickly and you fail at it. So keep things simple and small. 
understand that those simple and small things are going to build into a routine. That's the next thing, a routine. You know, what you're looking at is how do I build a routine that I can become efficient in? One that I don't have to really think about. One that I understand that I just do it. Just like you're doing whatever it is you're doing today. The things that are not leading up to your health and fitness goals. They're a routine for you. If your routine is drinking alcohol every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that's what it is. If your routine is not working out at all and eating sugar every night, cookies, Doritos, whatever it may be, fast food every morning for breakfast, it's a routine. You've been able to stick to that. So let's take that ideology for one moment and think, oh my gosh, I already have a routine. So I know I have the skill set to act within a routine. So if I take these small little things and create a routine, one of the routines that I created over time, I have something called the accountability calendar. It's incredible. If you're watching, I will show you what it is. Basically, one, I, I, I number the whole calendar out for four weeks. And then what I do is I take a slash and I define something as a slash. And then I define something that makes the, a slash in the other direction. And then I make a circle around that slash, both slashes. So all three of those things are three different actions that I want to take on for those particular uh, four weeks. I'll give you an example that what I did last June. I wanted to run every morning. I wanted to work out every day. And then I wanted to be able to have a salad because I'm like, I'm not getting enough fiber in my diet. I'm like, I, I just need more. And I was like, those are the only three things that I want to concentrate on in order to create a routine that I'll eat salad every day. I wanted to create a routine that I liked and I enjoyed and I was getting back into cardio and it was only 20 minutes of cardio. It wasn't 30, 40, 50, 4, you know, 18 miles. It was merely 20 minutes of cardio first thing when I got up, and then it was a salad every day to get that fiber. And what would happen is that you would look at this chalkboard that I made with a calendar, and you would see an X, a slash for the run, a slash for the salad, and then a circle for the last one. That's all that it was. Like It was that simple in my life, and it became routine. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. I'm like, wow, that's my routine now. So we want to make sure that we're starting small and that we've got an ideology of building a routine, okay? So um, we want to set achievable goals. That's another big one. We talked about kind of starting small so that you can hit your goals. Here's what I want to talk about, about setting achievable goals. Depending on where you are at, if you are just starting your journey, if you're mid in your journey, or if you're hyper-focused on your journey, you still want to set a manageable, achievable goal within those parameters. So if you're just starting, well, your goal might not be to run a marathon. Your goal might be to work out as far as going for a walk three times a week at a moderate pace, level zone two cardio. If you are mid-journey, your goal might be to cut out something that you have as an obstacle. It might be, I can't drink alcohol anymore. You're mid-journey. You've already reduced and cut back. You can now cut back. If you are hyper-focused, you're going to want to maybe begin to 
calorie count, macro count. Become very diligent in the process of what you want to be able to do. Those little little things are going to be small tweaks in your routine towards your goal. So you want to make sure that you're setting the goals that are achieve you. And I would say I always like to set a goal that is somewhere between two to four weeks. Reevaluate. I love four because it's not a month. It's four weeks, and then you can evaluate where you are and then move forward. I love that type of situation for myself. It always gives me momentum. And, and that, again, will be a big thing for me to be able to do this. Now, the other thing as far as you know, achieving consistency is you got to plan for obstacles. And you got to plan to say, what am I going to do if the situation or the environment or, comes up? Like, Rain days. When I was saying I would run, I had to be able to understand if it rains, what am I going to do? My backup plan was to run anyways. It's 20 minutes. You're a big boy, Mike. Get up, suck up buttercup and get out there and run. It's 20 minutes in the rain and you're going to be fine. What happened? It rained for like a week straight. And I was like, ah, every day though, because I had already set the contingency plan in my in my routine that if it happened i would then be able to apply that the same way that if i was dealing with food or nutrition if it's or alcohol i always when i when i stopped drinking it it, it was simple for me my contingency plan was always get out by 9 because you know what conversations change at 9 and they become funnier they became different they become less and less um uh I don't want to say articulate because I don't think that that's fair to people. I would say they become more boisterous and they become more heavy-handed and, and people are more assured of themselves and confident as they mix alcohol. And after 9 p.m., those types of conversations, if you get into them, you're just like, man, I, I got no juice I got I, in this. you know, I got no dog in this fight. So for me, I would plan ahead and then not be like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm going to be around people that are drinking after 9 p.m. I also planned ahead to say, instead of telling people that uh, I'm not drinking tonight, I just say I don't drink. That tended to end a conversation. If I was going somewhere and I wasn't sure what I needed to eat, maybe I looked at a menu. If, uh, if I was going to a house party and I wasn't sure of what types of food would be there, um, I would eat before I go. Plan ahead, plan ahead. You just have to be flexible in, in that process to understand that, you know, life isn't linear and that it's going to go across the board. So that's, you know, that's a big one is to understand life is not going to be linear. The other is I track my progress. I think that, you know, that was part of the accountability calendar. That was the simplicity of tracking. Slash, slash, circle. That's all that it was. It was a very simple accountability. I worked out, I ran, I ate a salad. Track, track. If I didn't get the X and a circle, I was able to see where I didn't do what I wanted to be able to do, where I kept my word to. Next thing I'm going to say to that is here. Oh, wait, I want to still stay on track. So as far as tracking your progress, I would take something that is really easy to give you feedback on your habits. And that's what, you know, the accountability calendar. And I'll make sure that there's a link to the accountability calendar that you guys can use because I think it's a wonderful tool because it's that simple and easy. And then you become, you know, uh, uh, married to it. The other piece to it is 
If you want a MyFitnessPal, if you want an elevated tracker, if you're in an elevated fitness place, you might need something more elevated, more focused, more detailed in order for you to track. Like if you're, you're in a workout plan, are you tracking your weights? Are you tracking the volume that you're doing? Are you tra- tracking your reps? Are you tracking your sets? Are you tracking you know, the amount of weight that you're moving? You're going to want to be able to track those things in order to get stronger, faster, burn more fat, put on more muscle, small but tracking. So you want to be able to have that. And if that's a notepad, cool. If that's what works for you, think I need to be able to track my progress. Because if you're tracking your progress, you also have data. Data is something that you're able to look back on, something you're able to understand. It's scientific. It's not lies. It's not flexible. It's not opinion. It's something that you can use to then make an educated decision on what you're going to do next. And I believe that a lot of people struggle because they don't have any data on what they've done or why they've quit or why they're not doing it. It's like, it just didn't work for me. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it felt. It wasn't for me. Why wasn't it for you? Where's the data? When you have that sort of data, you at least can back it up to yourself and you're no longer making emotional decisions, but now you're starting to make decisions based on fact. It's hard to argue with facts. All right. Um, with the other thing, support. You know, the more support you have, the better, right? Like if you put it out there to the world, you let people know that this is what you're doing, go for it. If you need to join an online community, get involved in an online community. It helps with your consistency. The more that you show up, the more you're able to, to, you know, to get affirmation and reaffirm that you are there for a reason and that it's good for you to feel those types of things in your community. If you need an online community, you need a local community, join a run club, join, uh, you know, uh, a nutrition club that's local, if you want to go to cooking classes, something that you have that is going to support you in your efforts. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, I think the other is, is adapt and modify. You know, in the process of me developing my own consistency is that I had to adapt and modify um, so that I wasn't at full failure. However, I didn't use adapt and modify as a trap door, as something I could sneak out when things got hard and difficult and challenged me. I mean, what's my adaptability and modifications if I'm forced to go out of town? What is my adaptability and modification if the electric is out and I can't do my workouts? Having that ability to know, hey, Showing up, being consistent, even if it's not the plan, and if I'm on the plan the majority of the time and I'm executing the best that I can, and I'm not lying to myself and saying, oh no, it's just another time I've got to be flexible, because I know a lot of you sneaky people out there like, oh, I had to be flexible again and again and again and again and again, and that's why I'm inconsistent is because I allow myself to be flexible and to adapt. That's not what I'm talking about. Because the flexibility and adapting can be confused with being weak and looking for trapdoors and looking for excuses not to be consistent. Your first and foremost thought must be, how do I remain consistent? How do I stay consistent to the goals that I set, to the routine that I have? Not how do I get out of it? All right. The other is, uh, I use, uh, I, you know, I use technology. I'm a big Whoop person. I don't have it on right now, but I love my Whoop. Part of that has been able to help me understand how I am consistently sleeping, 
which really, I really, you know, pushed a button on me. I used to just go to bed whenever, and I used to not think about how many hours of sleep I got and whether or not those hours were good, bad, or indifferent. By getting the whoop, I ended up having technology, which to me, it is, it's, it's a, it's a technology influence on my behavior. It's a, it's, it's, it's a fitness behavior tool. It's not a, a medical tool. So let's first make sure that we understand trackers and wearable items. They are not medical tools in general, but they are behavior science tools that help you understand what you can do to be consistent and what you are, what your behavior is like. I, I, believe that. I don't believe it as, as science tools. I do appreciate them. I appreciate what they, what their feedback is, what they give me, but I also feel it's like living in a zip code, not per se living in a house. All right. So you want to be able to use technology and be able to think about how I can, you know, create this, 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 feeling that I'm getting successful with my sleep. The more I got successful with my sleep, the more I knew to go to bed at nine. The more I went to bed at nine, the better I felt. The better I felt, the more success I had. The more success I had, the better I felt again. And that having that technology to build consistency and see the success that I had helped me continue to make my sleep routine successful and to be consistent at it. The other is education. I don't know if enough people are educating themselves about health and nutrition and their mindset, you know, doing their personal development. I will tangent this real quickly. And if you listen to me anywhere on, um, on social media, I do tend to say make things uh, self-help, not shelf-help. I believe that we're leaning way too hard on personal development right now. And everyone's listening to it because it feels good and they're being acknowledged, but they're not doing anything with it. And they're just books that sit behind them on a bookshelf and no one, 90% of the people that read, listen, or do self-help do not take action with what they have learned. They're like, what's the next book? What can I learn next? So that being said, Educate yourself, but in the education, you want to be able to put it into play. You want to take action on it. As you take action, you're going to be affirmed that you are doing well because you're going to be able to get the feedback on what you are actually doing, what you're experiencing, what you're feeling, how you're, you know, how, what is working, what is not working. And as you start to get more affiliated with the action that you are taking from the education that you're learning, you become more aligned with your goals and your routine. As you become more aligned, guess what happens? It's real easy to stay consistent. And ultimately, that's what we want, right? We want to be able to create an environment where we are consistent without outside and internal stress, that we are efficient at consistency, that we're in a routine that doesn't create the stress of, I'm going without, I'm restricted, I don't want to do this, I'm failing, I'm overwhelmed. We don't want to create this environment where we're feeling overly stressed out, which will go back to the original part one of talking to you guys of acknowledging where you're at and then building a routine with these small actions of where you're at, not where you want to be, not the cool program, not the program that your buddy's doing, not, not the one that you think you should be doing, the one that you actually really need to do. That system, that program, that plan. And then begin 
to build that success of consistency so that you can fall back on anything, any of these behaviors and these actions and your own consistency when things don't go your way, when you've got problems, you've got stress, when you need to adapt, when your technology shuts off, you want to be able to fall back on the consistency that you had and not have these meltdowns of, I can't do it. I'm out of it. It's consistency is just too hard for me because where I want to be is simply put is like, I want to be a sports agent. And in order to be a sports agent, you got to work in the mailroom. And in order to work in the mailroom, you know, and then once you're in the mailroom, you then become familiar with all the other things that happen inside of a sports agency. And then you get an opportunity to shine. And then you start to become better and better and more aligned at your goals, at your routines, at your actions. And you end up becoming a sports agent because you were connected to what you were doing rather than the outcome. I see it all the time, everyone wanting, the majority of the people that I know, they want this the finisher. They don't want to talk about the race. They don't want to talk about what they had to do, how to navigate through the turns and what they learned and how they saw how, you know, one of their, the people they were running with started to have a little hitch in their left heel, started to slow their pace. Their stride started to take, take it from, it went from wide to a narrow. They started to breathe more. They started to become more sweaty. I know it's a tangent, but you think about all these things sets you up to appreciate the journey, to appreciate the connection to what you're doing, to become skilled, to become aligned, to become consistent, focusly, this is not even a good way of putting it, but become hyper-focused on your consistency so that when you do get to the finish line, you're there with a purpose and you knew you were going to get there anyways. So I would say, guys, in general, that's how I, in general, became, you know, as consistent as I possibly could. That's how I became the consistent king. I made things small. I often looked at how I could create a routine. I used technology. I educated myself, you know, all things that I was willing to do. And I was able to collect data over time because I gave everything that I did its fair shake. I said, I'm going to do it for 30 days or I'm going to do it for 60 days. And then I went forward from there. I didn't quit it and go, no, it's not for me. Mm, No, I didn't feel it. No, I think it's not working. I was in this constant data collection so that I could have information so that I could make educated decisions on what I would do next. So stay connected, create that consistency. And you're going to be just fine. You're going to create that momentum that will push you to your success. If you have any questions on how to be consistent, hit me up on my social media. I'm always more than happy to answer anything and every question that I possibly can when you message me. It is me. It is not anybody else asking you those questions uh, or answering those questions. So again, consistency wins, you guys. But where consistency fails is when you make it too complicated, when you make it too big, when you don't make it a routine, when you, when you look at the end rather than the connection of what you're having to do. Be okay with where you're at. But if you want to progress, that means not being okay with where you're at, at the same time being okay with your, where you're at, so then you can then do the do to be consistent to get out of where you are at. 
That's a lot of where you're at. But I think you guys get it. Um, and don't forget to have fun. You know, I mean, there's n- there's no reason health and fitness can't be fun. Too many people make it into this uh, awful, awful situation. You want to run? Get some new sneakers. Wear a silly outfit. Do whatever you want. Speed it up. Slow it down. Do whatever you want. But create the pattern. Create the consistency and then build on it. Because what we're looking to do is create progression, right? We're looking to, for your body to adapt and then progress. Create the consistency and then let's progress it. And that's, you know, a, another statement that I'll leave you with right now is that we never want to lower our standards. What we want to do is create our standard. We want to hold our standard. And then ultimately, we want to evolve our standard. That's it. That's number two. I think I'll make a part three about momentum um, because I feel like that's that's a needed, like what to do in momentum and how does momentum go along with consistency. But that's it, guys. If you have any other questions, let me know. But until then, let's just do better. Think, eat, and move.